Well, today's show, we've got news about Pandora being the best. Uh, you can apply to be in the Disney Miles panel. More artist point rumors, scary though they may be. Mm-hmm. This week's trivia and so much more all in today's Disney Parks Podcast. Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Park Hopper John from WDWParkHoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. Today's podcast is sponsored by Dreams by Design Travel. Dreams by Design wants your vacation to be a happy adventure where families can have fun together. They believe that a magical vacation begins with careful planning, and that is exactly what you will receive with this authorized Disney vacation planner. Remember, services are free, and make sure to tell your travel planner that the Disney Parks Podcast sent you. So visit dreamsbydesigntravel.com today. We know that coming to Walt Disney World can be very overwhelming with all the fast passes, the dining reservations, even getting from attraction to attraction can be extremely overwhelming. But we've got a friend that can help you make your next trip to Walt Disney World even more magical. It's Ramon and Theme Park Concierges. You can visit themeparkconcierges.com or call them at 407-257-9973. Ramon and his amazing team of VIP concierges will take care of you from the moment you arrive at the park until the moment you go back to your resort. They can take care of you for a four-hour time slot or a full day. It all depends on what you need. They can take care of your dining reservations, your fast passes, and even make sure that you find even more magic hidden in the Disney parks. Well, contact our friends, themeparkconcierges.com, or call 407-257-9973 and tell them your friends over at the Disney Parks Podcast sent you. All right, everybody. How you doing, T? Good. Good, good. (laughs) Doing good. Had a great, great, great week last week. You had an even better week. Uh, (laughs) So last week was the launch of Magical Dining, and prior to that... Uh, Tuesday night, we got to go to Ravello for a sneaky peeky uh, into the uh, the dining and the menu. We'll go into that in just a sec. And then Thursday, you got to go back and have a special uh, Inquisitor wine dinner. Inquisitor is the name wine. brand of the wine. Uh, not that 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 Tony's now part of the Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> no one expects a Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Lauren, the manager, is like. You know, maybe you need a special table here. No kidding. I said, yeah. I said, if you I'm can down. make that happen. <laughs> hey, don't uh, have to give me a table. Just give me a room. <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah. I, I said, if you make a table, I'll come. I'll come. I'll come more often than I come now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so real quick, really quick. Uh, sure. Let's recap uh, dinner at Ravello, the sneak peek for the magical dining. In a word. Food was great. Phenomenal. Yep. Food was amazing. Drinks were great. Yeah, as I, as I said, they they kick it up a notch. They go above and beyond what's required. Yep, and then kick it out of the ballpark yep. so that nobody can get near it. Chef Fabrizio and his team yep. again, 
Killing it. Killing it. Killing it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see the entire menu and some picky picks, you can go to www.parkhoppers.com. Uh, you can also go to uh, to Tony Disney by the Numbers. I don't have anything there. Uh, okay. Dining at Disney. Dining at Disney. You can go check that out. We, we, Orlando like a local. Orlando like a local. We'll talk more about that in a second. And uh, you can go check that out. In fact, I was on the podcast for Dining at Disney uh, that she did. We talked mm-hmm. all about Ravello's. Yeah, uh, I did the blog post for them. So you did the blog post. You can go check the Tony's blog, my podcast. You can go to park operas and you see pictures and stuff it was an incredible night here's the thing magical dining happens only once a, excuse me once a, it's the Thank water God. once a, yeah <laughs> <laughs> once a year here in orlando and it's 35 dollars per person for a three-course price fixed me- yep. meal it's the water yeah. i drink water and it's every time we have the uh the italian yeah. sandwich oh. i gotta order something different next time um but at Ravello, it's not just three courses. They give you add-on supplements. They give you an add-on dessert supplement. An add-on meal. They've they add-on course. They've added on uh, special prices for uh, a red, a white, and a sparkling wine imported from Italy. Uh, bottles of wine, not like a glass of wine. Not a glass. You can get, you can get a bottle of wine. Uh, for what you could normally get, like a couple of nice glasses of well, wine. Well, this would for. be really good wine at forty-five dollars a glass. Yeah, it'd be really, really good. Uh, but uh, it's it's a tremendous evening. It was a lot of fun, and plus I got to to go with my best friend Tony. Uh, that's always a, a thrilling moment when Mister Casanova walks in and everybody jumps to their feet. But I'll have you know, good sir, that Ab. Our our waiter Ab was like, "Oh, hey, good yeah. to see you, pal." <laughs> uh, for our listener Jen, who came over from California and got to go, he was our waiter that night. He remembered you. He wanted to say a special hello to you. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, so just amazing. We are going back. <laughs> Tony's third trip in two weeks. Uh, when magical dining starts officially this Saturday, right. we're going there. And then we're going to... STK. STK, Disney Springs. We're kicking it off. That's right. We actually technically kicked it off yeah. last night. <laughs> That's true. It's a preview week. So we went to yeah. uh, Reunion Resort. Uh, it's, a, it's a resort that's off, off so property. Champions Gate. Yeah, it's Champions Gate. And uh, it was at the uh, 11 Rooftop Bar and Grill. It was good. Food was good. It was not like Ravello right home about... Yeah. It was good. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Had a great time. Service was good. But the thing that set this place off was the view. We we went outside, and we were on the 11th floor. And at one point, we saw all three fireworks shows at one time. Oh, wow. That's it great. It was awesome. That's great. Uh, and it was really cool. It was just a, it was a really nice resort. It had, like, the marble in the floor, like they have at the Grand Floridian, yeah. minus the Tinkerbell and designs, but it was the same design. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. I had fun last night. It was really great. Uh, so, yeah. So anything else you do with Disney this weekend other than wrecked it like Ralph? No. I think that's it. That's all I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was just a, it was a busy weekend, and we yeah. ate and stuff. We got a busy weekend next weekend, so that's going to be a yeah. lot of fun. So I guess there's really nothing else we can do but get into the The news. And now, Disney Parks Podcast News. Hey, we want to let you know, we have a brand new sponsor just for the news. We have our great show sponsor, which is dreamsbydesigntravel.com. We love those guys. 
Uh, but we have a, a, a new sponsor. And uh, when you dig a little deeper, you'll find out who really is. So wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Our, our sponsor is Orlando Like a Local. What? Dot com. Uh, Orlando Like a Local is a brand new podcast and website that shows you all around this amazing city. Because the catchphrase is, we live where you vacation. vacation. Yeah. And so uh, Orlando Like a Local podcast kicks off this week. I think the new show will be out. The very first show will be out on Thursday, Ooh. so you can go check that out at Orlando. Who like does that, John? I believe that would be uh, you yeah. and me, <laughs> uh, and you can catch that over at facebook.com slash Orlando Like a Local. Uh, more things to come. It's going to be a lot of fun, something that we've been dreaming about for a couple years now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so we're really cool, excited about that. So go check that out, and uh, that's, our, that's our news sponsor. Right. For this week. <laughs> All right. So Disney invests in employees' futures with an unprecedented education program. To which the Disney uh, worker said, uh, "Marketing. We'd people. rather we'd rather have a pay increase." Yeah. Uh, Disney Aspire, which launched uh, earlier, is the most comprehensive program of its kind, offering hourly employees a wide array of disciplines and diplomas with tuition paid up. Front, front. That is front. the key part of this whole thing. And they're covering the cost of books as well. And any lab fees. Wow. So. For an hourly employee. Yep. In January of this year, Disney chairman and CEO Bob Iger announced an initial $50 million investment, which is basically, you know, a couple days salary for him. One day Take at the park. <laughs> <laughs> In a new and ongoing educational initiative aimed specifically at the Walt Disney Company's hourly workforce, quote, I have always believed that education is a key to opportunity. Uh, it opens doors and creates new possibilities, said Mr. Iger. For more than 80,000 hourly cast members and employees of the Walt Disney Company in the United States, those doors unlock now with the launch of Disney Aspire, a groundbreaking education program for hourly employees in the U.S., which two sentences written by someone in their press department which say the exact same yeah. thing. Uh, he goes on, uh, Jane Parker says, I am particularly proud that Disney is embarking in this historic launch. Uh, Jane is the senior vice president and chief HR officer for the Walt Disney Company who discusses this new potentially life-changing program for hourly workers. Now, do you know anything? Uh, do they have to be there for a certain amount of time? Yeah, they didn't mention any of that. Uh, Starbucks has got a good uh, re uh tuition program too but i don't think they're paying for it up front i think you have to uh pay for it out of your pocket which is tough yeah and get reimbursed uh and it's not covering books it's not covering lab fees and all those other things that are extra on top of that disney's paying for all of that this is really un it really is unprecedented right uh i i have a tuition but i have to pay for everything and then my company will pay me back wow so to have to take no money out of your pocket and get, you know, possibly a master's or a PhD or something. I mean, if you're in the college program and you're going to get a degree and you want to add a little extra to it, and Disney's going to help you do it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's have that remarkable. It. And yeah. and you know, we <laughs> let's be honest, we crap on a lot of things that mm. that Iger and the company. Does. Yeah. We love Disney, yeah. but there's a lot of crazy things that happen there. This is one of the closest things to something that 
traditionally Walt Disney would do because mm. he was very famous for taking his animators and the people who worked under him, uh, even the Imagineers, and putting them through the schooling that they needed to do their jobs better. So I'm sure this is a way for Disney to not only get back to some of their roots, but to also offset some of the public relations problems they've had with cast mm. members here lately, uh, as well as, I mean, making sure that the future of their workforce is highly educated and prepared because this is, I mean, I used to, I worked for Chick-fil-A for a number of years and I had to work there a minimum amount of years. And then I yeah. only got like a $2,000, you know, grant for college, yeah. you know, but I got a check for $2,000. Yeah. If any cast member knows, uh, more details, like how long you have to be there. Cause I'm sure you have to be there for six months or something like that. Six to nine months, yeah. maybe even a year. Um, you know, get through a Christmas season. I don't know what the <laughs> survive, survive yeah. Christmas. You know, but I was thinking about this too, because there are some people, some entrepreneurs, Gary Vaynerchuk and Mark Cuban, that believe that, uh, not everybody should take the path to college. That college isn't for everybody. Sure. That, you know, uh, sometimes, uh, job experience after job experience after job experience is better than a college education. I'm, I don't want to start a political firestorm, but that's just two people I know that kind of say that uh, every now and again. Sure. So, all right. You can't. You can't. You can't beat real world experience. Sure. But there's no reason you can't go get a college education. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I cannot believe this. I found this very hard to believe. <laughs> but Time Magazine recognizes Pandora, not the jewelry company, the land. The world of Avatar as the best of the best. <laughs> now, anyone who's ever journeyed to Pandora, the world of Avatar, Disney's Animal Kingdom, knows how unique and awesome it is. Where else can you soar on the back of a banshee? I can't. Uh, sail through the <laughs> bioluminescent rainforest or walk under a mystical floating mountain. It's no wonder Pandora instantly became a must-do experience when it opened at Walt Disney World last year. Among the countless people who have vowed by Pandora are editors at the Time magazine. They've named Pandora the first list of the world's greatest places, according to Time. The list of 100 destinations from around the world mm. recognize uh, newsworthy, groundbreaking, and innovative travel destinations experiencing companies that stand out in the travel space, influencing both the leisure and business travel globally. This truly captures the best of the best from among more than 1,200 editor and expert nominations from around the world. If you haven't been to Pandora yet, now it's your time. It's officially the world's greatest place. <laughs> Kudos. I, I, I Kudos, got, Joe. I got nothing. Joe and team. <laughs> no, it wasn't necessarily Joe Rody. It was also no. Lightstorm Entertainment, yeah. Yeah. wasn't it, was, it? It was more Lightstorm. More Lightstorm than yeah. Joe. Yeah. I mean, Lightstorm said, Joe, we love you. We love your ideas. Yeah. But that Yeti, though, yeah. and Joe was like, hmm. Right. But he went, yeah, but, you know, Alani. And they went, but that Yeti, yeah, yeah. though, and he went, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. 
Uh, this is great. You know, I've heard everybody that's that's ridden, you know, Flight of the Banshee. Mm. It's their favorite I'm gonna, ride. I see if I'm going to take a run at it in January. It's you know for my annual. I'm not. Visits. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not a great ride. I'm just saying it's two attractions and a self serve and a pop up bar thing that serves yeah. like three things. Mm-hmm. And a versus. All of New Fantasyland yeah. versus Toy Story Land mm-hmm. versus the soon-to-be Star Wars Land. I wouldn't say Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Sunset Boulevard. I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, that's great, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I would like to see some of the other places that were in the running. Yeah, I would too. I'd like to know what that list is. I'll have to go Google it, maybe. Google it. Okay, last week we had a trivia question. We had lots of trivia last week. And we got no answers. What? I think everybody was triviated out. Yikes. <laughs> the question was this, though. According to Disney theme park lore, gotcha. Fiddler, Pfeiffer, and Practical was inspired by three singing sisters. But it actually takes its name from what famous Disney trio? Well, it's not Huey, Dewey, and Louie. No. Who is it? The Three Little Pigs. Oh, is that their names? Apparently. In the Disney version, obviously. Right. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yep. So, didn't have a winner. We had other winners, but not a winner for this. This week's trivia question, John. You ready? I am ready, sir. This is very easy. Okay, good, because I'm an easy guy. This is a little lob over the plate. Okay. And don't say this in the chat room if you know the answer. Yeah, email us at gmail or Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. How many attractions did Disneyland in California open with on opening day? Opening day, how many attractions were operational at Disneyland? On opening day. day. If you know the answer, send that to Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com. Do the horses count? No. Good. All right. Counting those bad boys all day. (laughs) Hey, guys, we just got done recording the Patreon show uh, earlier. At 7 o'clock, we record a live show just for our Patreons. It's one of the bonuses of being a Patreon for the Disney Parks Podcast. You can find out more information at patreon.com slash Disney Parks Podcast, where you not only get your free show every Monday, you also get... Uh, ad-free shows as well as exclusive content all sorts of other bonuses and really cool things a private facebook group that you can hang out and uh, hang out with us when we're in there or hang out with other disney friends uh, and when you sign up to be a patreon of the disney parks podcast you get to be on the list of cool kids like brad Corey, daniel f daniel s david don dustin ernie eva james jennifer kathy kathy a katie g oh excuse me Kathy, Katie A, Katie G, my my bad, Michael, Mike, Ron, Ross, Sam, Willie, Tom, Will, and another Willie. Wait, did I do that wrong? Yeah, let me try that again. Michael, Mike, Ron, Wall, Ross, Sam, I'm so tired, Sam, Willie, Tom, Will, and Willie. No, I did that right. Okay. I got good. confused because we got like... We have double... Two, we had two Willies. <laughs> now you can free Willie. Oh, I got nothing. Uh, Disney Parks mom panel, guys. 
Have you tried out to be a Disney mom? Every year. Every year? And do you get the no every year? I don't even get the no. I don't even get that far. Oh, to get well, a no. it's because they see your name and they put immediately uh, goes in your file. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh crap, not that guy again. Uh, calling all vacationers who know. Maybe th- I should apply under a pseudonym. You should. Uh, you should apply under Chuck Finley. Lou Mongello. <laughs> What's your name, Lou? <coughs> but Mongello. spell it differently. Yeah. L E W. Like Limoncello. <laughs> That's right. Lou Lemoncello. Call Calling all vacationers who might know a thing or two about the power of magic. The Disney Parks Moms panel is looking for you. Well, a certain number of you. Yeah. Uh, entering its 12th year, the search for the Disney Parks Moms panel will be opening up September 5th through the 12th of 2018, inviting Park Savvy uh, Disney buffs to apply for a coveted spot to serve on the popular online forum. Disney welcomes dads. Moms, in the know family members, and anyone who feels they've got the right stuff and spent enough time in and at Disney, maybe as much as Mickey Mouse himself, to apply uh, over at momspanelsearch.com. That's momspanelsearch.com for your chance to be a part of the magic. Why couldn't they just put it on the Moms Panel page with a little button that says, apply here? Why do have to create a whole is, new website? This is Disney we're talking about. The uh, Disney Parks Mom Panel is an online resource comprised of everyday parents, grandparents, and even adults without kids who share firsthand... I know, right? I could be in on that. Uh, who share firsthand advice with those planning a Disney vacation while offering personal guidance on any and all topics surrounding Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World Resort, Disney Cruise Line, Disney Vacation Club, and beyond. beyond. New this year, the Disney Parks Mom Panel will be more accessible than ever with answers optimized for search engines and more assistant devices. Uh, first for Disney Parks and Resorts, allowing the panelists to reach even more Disney guests around the world. Uh. How to apply? Glad you asked. Applications for the 2019 Disney Parks Mom Panel will be accepted from noon Eastern Daylight Time on Wednesday, September 5th, 2018 through noon Eastern Daylight Time on Wednesday, September 12th. To apply, visit www.momspanelsearch.com. Momspanelsearch.com. The application process includes a series of short answer questions, a brief video submission, a phone interview over three rounds. (laughs) Holy crap. Crap. I've never made it past the first one. Sad, buddy. <laughs> the 2019... Dis- I'm a 12-year loser. <laughs> the 2019... No, 11. This is the 12th year. <laughs> okay. The 2019 Disney Mom... <laughs> the 20... I got so many jokes. The 2019 Disney Parks Moms panelist will be announced in January. Applicants selected must be available to attend a training session at Walt Disney World Resort from November 27th through December 1st. Sure. So you have to cook Thanksgiving dinner and get on a plane. I'm right here. Uh, right. Panelists are selected based on their wealth mm-hmm. of Disney knowledge, excuse me, mm-hmm. as well as their ability to communicate authentic answers to those seeking assistance for their upcoming trips. Well, I'm going to make it 12 years of being a loser. You're not a loser, Tony. They just didn't choose you. Donna says she was a semifinalist, and... Pollyanna says she was a uh, got past the first round. Do we have somebody in the group named Pollyanna? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, 
I've had friends who were not accepted, and I've had a couple of friends who were on the moms. Panel. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I know lots of people. And it's Jackie Galley. It's not Suzanne. always exactly what you think it is. Yeah, it's not all it's cracked up to well, be. Well, each year they ask very different questions too. So even if you, you know, had the answers right that they used, they you couldn't apply them. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I'm not talking about yeah. the. I'm talking about the actual being on the moms panel. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh it's not exactly what everybody Yeah, expects. it's not very glamorous. It's not a glamorous yeah. gig. It's not free theme park tickets for life. No. It's <laughs> not at all. And here's the thing. Uh I'm wondering cuz I don't I remember when the Moms panel kicked off. Mm-hmm. Uh cuz we'd been coming to Disney and we actually were uh we got to hang out with a friend of ours who was on the Moms panel. Uh, and we got to, like, they had a little weekend thing. Oh, yeah. And it was the first year, first or second year. Mm. Uh, and it was really cool. But it was one of those things where when you go to the mom's panel questions and the things they put in, like, the blog. and Yeah. The, it just, it's, it's one of those things where it seems to me like it's, um, like it's a workaround for travel agents. You think? Well, I mean, they're asking questions that, and, and the reason I pay attention to it because for a long time I was a, a marketing director for a travel agency, and a lot of the questions were questions that I was helping the agents answer. Mm. And I'm like, what would would so is this is this one of those things? And I'm sure there's a lot of reasons for it because Disney Disney corporate can't be the end all cure all for all of. Disney corporate is not going to do a park map on how to get to, how to get to the bathrooms the fastest from yeah. Frontierland. Right, but it's one of those things where it's like, if you're a really good travel agent, you should be able to answer most of these questions, right. or or figure out how to get it pretty quick. Right, and I just thought it was it was it was interesting coincidence that was this was happening at this time mm. when Disney and their travel providers are, have always had a very interesting relationship. But that's my that's that's my point of view. I think, A, you should go check out the Disney Moms panel. I think you should go sign up for it. But when you're ready to book your trip, go to dreamsbydesigntravel.com. I agree. See what I did there? It's free. doesn't cost you anything extra. And they have all the best agents who know pretty much everything you could want to know. See what I did there? Yeah, That was good. That was good stuff. I did. Very smart. You're smart, smart man, Mr. Daniel. No, I, I I take my learning from you. Oh right. my God! I'm not ready for this story. Hit the rumor alert! We should actually be hitting the uh, the Imperial March music from Star Wars <laughs> if this is true. All right, so we've been talking about Artist Point for a couple months now. See what's been trying to go on or happening. Or... Now there's a new rumor that Artist Point <laughs> is rumored to become a Snow White. And Seven Dwarfs character dinner. I certainly prefer my Woody idea better. I think it fits more with the theme of the hotel. What does Snow White and a dwarf have to do with a wilderness lodge? Very true. But you see, I have a different take on that. All right. Why would you get rid of a signature dining restaurant at a Disney Vacation Club resort mm-hmm. when you already have the perfect spot for a character meet and greet breakfast, lunch, dinner that you no longer are doing all the, the yelly, the hoop to do with 
yeah, the, the yelling and the get me ketchups right. of it all. Yeah. Why not put them there? Mm-hmm. And then you can keep Artist Point and just make it another, keep it as a fine dining place because yeah. that that resort's not going to have any fine dining. And you've got DVC people staying right there unless they're building a restaurant that we don't know about. Yeah. yeah I don't know. You never know. You never know. But yeah, that's the rumor. It's, you know, really nothing more than that. Um, I, 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 I agree. I don't think, I don't think you should take away a signature restaurant just to throw some characters at it. I don't, I'm assuming that this restaurant gets no, uh, turnover, no, no real reservations and dollars. And I think it's probably costing more to pay the employees and turn on the lights at this point. I mean, the many times I've been to the Territoni Lounge, it's very rarely the restaurant is full. There's a simple way to fix that. I don't think it's with characters. I don't <laughs> think it is either. You hire, you hire, I'm not saying you hire this one, but you hire a chef Fabrizio. Yeah. You go hire, uh, I can't remember you his name. You remodel, you clean you, it you up. You remodel, clean it up, and get, get a quality, awesome, yeah. amazing chef in there. Yeah. And start offering really fine dining because that's what that whole, I mean, really the theme of that restaurant is, you know, out west, right? You know, and and I and I know the chefs out there are already really great, but I'm just yeah. saying, maybe maybe you get somebody because Ravello's already full. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Ravello has busy times, he has mm-hmm. slow times. I've seen slow. Yeah, I've seen slow, but. I don't know. I don't know if Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs are the answer. Yeah. Because I'm just trying to think of all the different places you can meet. You can meet Snow White, but you can't meet the dwarfs. And is anymore. it really going to be all seven dwarfs? Probably, Probably not. not. That's that's seven dwarfs and a Snow White. That's eight characters you have to pay for. And as Disney works, the restaurant has to pay those characters right. to be there. Those aren't, you know, it has to come out of the restaurant budget. That's that's a lot of bling. Right. You know. I think there's other ways around it. I think you can have I think you can have other characters, like characters that we don't really have anymore, mm-hmm. meet at the uh whispering whispering canyon. Mm-hmm. Like um when we had characters like characters from Song of the South. Characters from Song of the South, characters from um uh, well, Br'er Rabbit, but characters from like the um Country Bear Jamboree mm. that we don't always get in the parks. Mm. You know, we we can have country characters. We've yeah. got a lot of them. Don Nuts is the Apple Dumpling Gang. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about Tim? Tim, um, not Tim Allen. Tim, Tim Conway? Tim Conway. What about He's not doing well. Uh, that's not good. Yeah, it's really not that's good. That's a shame. I yeah. love Tim. All right. So what, what do you think should go in Artist Point? Do you think Artist Point should be a character dining? You think Whispering Canyon should be a character dining? What do you, what would you like to see in those two places? They should turn it into uh, Outdoor Man Grill. <laughs> you kill it, we grill it. <laughs> <laughs> From uh, Last Man Standing, that would be right. fantastic. That would be great. Well, they no longer have that property anymore, so well, that's a no, Fox. They don't. Oh, I guess they do. They yeah. own Fox. Wait. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, they Fox. do. They own Fox now. They're, they're back. Oh, man. Tim Allen's got to be like, oh. Holy mackerel. What How did happened? I get back into this? Just when I thought it was out, they, <laughs> they pulled pull me back, back in. in. All right, so let's keep moving on to yet another <laughs> mildly controversial story. Oh, boy. Walt Disney World has reached an agreement to raise wages to $15 an hour. 
by 2021. Wow. After a long debate between Walt Disney World and its unions, it seems that they have finally come to agreement on wages. According to the Orlando Sentinel, on August 25th, the two parties agreed on a proposed contract that would increase starting wages to $15 an hour by 2021 for union employees. Hmm. If the proposed contract is approved in a vote on September 5th and 6th, then the incremental raises will steadily increase from $10 per hour to 11 this December, then to 13 next September, 14 uh, in October of 2020, and ultimately $15 in October of 2021. The reason for it being September, October is because that's when Disney's fiscal year begins. Yeah. Now, and interestingly... That will almost be double minimum wage in Florida. Yes. By that time. Good job, unions. Yeah. In addition to the incremental raise, the union employees will also receive the $1,000 bonus that was promised to 125,000 Disney cast members and employees in January, but then was later denied to union workers as it was used as a bargaining chip in these negotiations. Bad form, Disney. Now, you would think... For all the crap that Trump takes, mm. this would have been one of those times where Donald caught up and says, Bob, how you doing? Uh, I gave that $1,000 to auto workers. <laughs> this is a huge mistake. No, you, you say <laughs> you, it. Do you huge mistake. <laughs> but no, he did not. <laughs> Vice President of Labor Relations for Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, Robin Allman, said, quote, we are thrilled our cast members will have the chance to vote on what is the highest entry-level service wages in the country. Nice. This represents a 50% bump in pay, beginning starting wages to $15 an hour by 2021. So this begs a couple of questions, and the oh first boy. question is not going to be a pleasant one. And I know we all come to Disney Parks Podcast. We want to hear about the fun new rides and attractions and food and stuff. Are the quality of our cast members, and I love every one of them, but I've had a lot of grumpy cast members lately, and I, I can't blame it's it all on of this. I can't blame it all on yeah. this. Yeah. Because some of them are kids. That's a good majority of this. But a lot of them are kids. Yeah. yeah. Well, is this going to make them happier employees? You, you have sectors of the grumpiness. Uh, the international college program kids, this doesn't affect them. They don't get paid anyway. Or they, get, they get paid and then the money gets taken away because they have to pay rent. Uh, the college program kids, same problem with them. And then you have the, the regular, uh, you know, normal hourly wage. And I think those are the people that are the most disgruntled, you know, that are typically the maddest <laughs> at humanity coming to the parks. <laughs> so that's just my opinion. Yeah. You know, no worries. Okay. Right. So, uh, Disneyland, uh, Halloween treats and sweets are coming soon. It's the season of treats and sweets. It is the season for sweets and treats. Uh, the Disney Parks blog just revealed a long list of these Halloween-themed treats that will be available at the Disneyland Resort between September 7th and October 31st. That's a nice, good two months That's a there. long time to get your Halloween treat on. Because <laughs> I'm long and I'm strong <laughs> and about to get my treats on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, these Halloween-inspired treats will be spread across the Disneyland Resort property, obviously. Uh, this way you can spread your money across the Disneyland property. Truth. 
the theme parks, the resorts, the hotels, downtown Disney will all have their own special Halloween offerings. Yay. The candy corn cotton candy. I, 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 I've got to try some of this. Candy corn cotton candy? Yep. Will return along with... Halloween and candy go hand in hand. So let's talk about the candy offerings this year. Of course, there will be several candy apples, obviously, as well as Disney character-inspired crispy treats. They love their crispy treats at Disney. I love crispy treats, too. Uh, But what really caught the eye is the pumpkin fudge. We've got fudge. (laughs) I've never heard of pumpkin fudge, but it sounds amazing. I want some. That's all I know. So here's a list of all the candies you can find at Disneyland Resort this year. Mini Witch Apple. Nice. A Jack Skeleton Apple. Mm -hmm. A Skull Apple. Mm -hmm. A Queen, an Evil Queen Apple. A Jack Skeleton Cake Pop. A Bat Cake Pop. Mickey Mouse Mummy Crispy Treat. <laughs> that just sounds cute. The Oogie Boogie Crispy Treat. The Maleficent uh, Crispy Treat. And the Mummy Marshmallow. And the Pumpkin Fudge. The Pumpkin Fudge. That's a pretty good list of treats. Yeah, almost makes you want to grab a plane and go out there. I'd like to see what now what they're going to do for Christmas. Uh, you know, it starts with the candy cane there. Oh, uh, yeah. Whether it be the candy cane, cotton candy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right. So uh, I moved this up to equal out our stories uh, for this uh, for this show. So uh, finally, let's talk about ice cream because who doesn't love ice cream? Love me some ice cream. Ample Hills, Bob Iger's personal favorite ice cream. That's right. Uh, launches new Mickey Mouse ice cream flavors, Ooh. and I don't mean Mickey Mouse like it's Mickey Mouse. I mean it's like it's. Mickey Mouse flavors. Yeah, and this is part of the 90th. It's the other part of this. Right. I don't think... I think it may say... Yeah. Right. Uh, I disagree with this first line. There's no need to book a trip to Orlando to satisfy your most urgent Mickey Mouse-shaped food cravings. I disagree. <laughs> In celebration of the iconic character's 90th birthday, Brooklyn-based ice cream company Ample Hills announced a partnership with Disney on Monday, bringing Mickey to the comfort of your freezer with three, count them, three new flavors. The pints, dubbed the Mickey Mouse Collection, represent the transformation of the character, originally named Steamboat Willie, in an animated short that debuted in 1928. Now, were they trying to say that his original name was Steamboat Willie, and uh, then it was I Mickey Mouse? So. That's how that reads yeah. to me, which is not true. Right. Weird. Uh, each uh, is studded with Mickey-shaped chunks that have their own distinct flavor. The triple chocolate surprise is a tribute to... Steamboat Willie's black and white days made with chocolate malted ice cream and mixed with chocolate fudge and dark chocolate buttercream frosting. The Mickey-shaped pieces are made of white chocolate and even more fudge. (laughs) In the confetti celebration pint, Mickey takes a form of white chocolate candies filled with lemon cream surrounded by sweet ice cream, rainbow confetti cake bites, and yellow buttercream frosting. The flavor is meant to be a quote, celebration of the first magical moments, end quote, according to a press release, honoring the 1958 iteration of Mickey when he first donned his starry sorcerer's hat, bested a broom, and enchanted audiences with the debut of Disney Magic. Whoever wrote this 
press release does not know Disney. <laughs> Finally, probably Ample Hills. The Peanut Butter Jamboree, a name perhaps inspired by the iconic Walt Disney show Country Bear Jamboree, that has nothing to do with Mickey Mouse, That's mimics right. the timeless flavor of peanut butter and jelly sandwich with vanilla ice cream mixed with chunks of strawberry cake, peanut butter frosting, and Mickey-shaped peanut butter pieces infused with strawberry jam. The new pints are now available for pre-order in the company's website and will be available for purchase in Ample Hills stores and select Whole Foods specialty retail locations. If they make these things available at the Ample Hills down here on the boardwalk, I'm there. I bet it'll come around. Let's hope so. Yeah, I think it will. That'd be I good. Will. I would really enjoy that. I'd enjoy that a lot. A lot. A lot I would enjoy. I'll let you know in October when I go over there. Yeah, do. Yeah. Well, do they ship? Can we get these shipped in? I don't know. I bet if we went to the Ample Hill website, we could find out if they have any in the supermarkets here in Florida. That's a good idea. Ample Hill's Creamery, order online. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the thing with ordering ice cream, because I've tried this before. Oh, it melts? No. It's very expensive because they have to ship it overnight with dry ice, and that's a, a hazardous chemical. It, uh, I tried to get uh, ice cream shipped from the creamery at uh, State College, and it's, it was like $75 for a pint. The pint was like 10 and then $75 yeah. in shipping? No. Come on. Yeah, the uh, containers of these are square containers, and they have little Mickey, uh, just really cool little Mickey and Minnie uh, vignettes on them. Really cool. Nice. Yeah. All right, so uh, where can people find us online, Tony? You can find us online at uh, the Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast, over at YouTube, at youtube.com slash Disney Parks Podcast. On Instagram, I've been Instagramming at Disney Parks Podcast. Right. And at Twitter, we are at Disney podcaster. Excellent. And you can go visit us at our website at DisneyParksPodcast.com. Yep, there you can find links to all of our show notes, all of our archives, our great blog posts, as well as link to our amazing sponsors like our uh, amazing sponsors, DreamsByDesignTravel.com. Go check them out. They'll take great care of you. And when you book or travel with them, make sure that you tell them that the Disney Parks Podcast sent you. Anything else you want to add, T? I got nothing. All right. Well, uh, if we don't see you in the real world, we will see you in in the the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Like a boat of the blue Fate steps in and sees